Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. This is Justin with a quick note about this episode. It's part two of our interview with the Brewers Collective. We drink through the rest of their menu and learn about what's going to be on the board next. A lot of other fun stuff. We had a great time. If you haven't listened to the first part of the interview, you should go and download our previous episode, and you should also make sure to go down and visit them. So what's this next beer that uh, got passed around there? Proletariat. The Proletariat. All right. It's the working man's pad. Yes. We're all about the Proletariat. <laughs> We're all about the working man. We like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, no, it's a good... I mean, it's... You know, it's it's got that, you know, it doesn't look like you you filtered it, right? You guys just let it. No, we don't run filter anything. Okay. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, a lot of this stuff is we've been sort of hoarding it and and in preparation Allowing for our opening, settle. so it had okay. a lot of time to settle. Yeah, a lot. And actually, that's a lot of the feedback we've been getting is like, this is incredibly clear. Did you yeah. filter this? Like, nope. But it's been resting very comfortably for a while. It just while. hasn't moved. For don't a don't long expect time. don't expect this anymore. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't plan on filtering anything. Not, not our. Sounds like I, a little bit of a headache. No. <laughs> I see it also has the, the rack. Racal, yeah, Racal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Racal yeah. hops. Racal, yeah. As well as I, I'm yeah. real. We I smell the Racal so. when, when I taste it. Uh, you know, like as I brought it up, I smelled the Racal. After tasting the brown, I kind of was looking for it and said, yeah, okay, yeah. there it is. I mean, it helps that you got the nice board with it labeled for me because yes. I'm not that bright with yeah. it. Yeah, well, this is really fun. This is a TV. So yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's you cool. missed that, Kevin, before oh, you yeah. walked in. That's, that's a TV? That's actually a TV. Did that, not yeah. get that at you all. See, you see the little Samsung now, the tiny little Samsung Now that bottom? you pointed out, I see it, but it's one of those ones that doesn't have, like, the frame at yeah. all. Yeah. So There's I no bezel on it at all. I feel bad because neither Justin nor myself picked up on that. All right, if Justin didn't pick up on that, the electronic thing was on the wall, I feel better about me. We you know why, Justin? Because the there's not like enough lumens. They should have painted it nice dark blue. <laughs> yeah, for, for anybody at home, I have a, a home theater, and uh, I go berserk to make sure there are enough lumens when the light, when the TV, when the lights are on, so it's we can okay. watch it's football. It's a really nice color of blue. I like it. Yeah, I really do. It's well, great. It's funny, and like, I no really one... like this beer. Oh, thank you. No, no one knew it was a TV, and then like, because every two hours, I think the, the screensaver comes on, so it doesn't burn, you know, burn the yeah, image burn or whatever. It out. And people were like, "That's a TV." I, like, <laughs> I want to be here when somebody's like four pints deep of the of the witch binder, <laughs> yeah. and they look up and they that thing changes. They think it's just for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have no doubt that well, that's going to happen. You know, the Amarillo give it a nice uh, crisp taste there. Yeah, at the end it's of very it. well balanced proletariat. It's a yeah. favorite. People really like it, and it's and it's not supposed to like you're supposed to be able to drink several of them. No, you know? and like, I, I can see very much intentional. You know, this definitely is a working man's beer. It, yes. de- it definitely is a you know a working class kind of beer that you can put down. You know, I'm getting my you know it's Friday. I'm getting my 12 pack, and this is for the weekend. And here you go. I'm ready to drink this. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Kevin can hear the lawnmower in the background. Hey. <laughs> That's right. Listen, now that I finally have a lawn to mow, I still don't want to mow it, but I like the beer that goes with the lawn mower. So you, you're, you're very, very hopeful that your lawn's going to grow this year? My back, the back, oh, the lawn, back, the back, the back yard grew fine. It's the front yard that is a desert. Yeah, it's like tumbleweeds. I mean, and the, the tree grew, but the grass, not so much. There's like six armadillos out there rolling around in the in dirt. It's amazing. We have one of those like manual push mowers, so like it just doesn't, you know, we have to get it. We have to get it. Super hippie style. Yeah, oh, like know. the just the spinning blades? Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. It's okay. You get your workout. We have like a postage stamp of a front and backyard, yeah. so it's 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 fine. It's, it's It almost was embarrassing when we had the uh, the gas-powered one. It was like, and we're done. It's been two minutes, so. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It's a lot less maintenance, and you know, remarkably, we have about a million leaves every year, and despite not having any trees on our property. But that's funny how that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. No, this this uh, 
the proletariat's really nice. I'd like to. I'm I'm happy to keep drinking it here. Yes. What do you guys think about it? I um I also caught the the cow. And I would again for, with the education off of the uh, the Bayshore Badman that I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. And it, it uh I again for for me I think Mark's the same. When we I see a pale ale I pretty much avoid it. Yeah. But this would be I, I I genuinely enjoyed it, which is not something I can say about I think almost any other pale ale I've ever had. <laughs> No, it's it's good, and I I love that hop. Like we're really happy when we found it. We're really happy with it. I don't think that New Zealand hops get enough love yet. I think it's up and coming more. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I know. We'll in, like the Nelson Savan is the one that I hear about most often, mm-hmm. which is why you know Raquel. I was like, I I never haven't heard of that. Yeah. one. Where's that Where's that one from? And then we uh, saw another one called Melon Hull or something. Someone put Hugh a picture Mellon. on Instagram. Hugh, Hugh yeah, Hugh yeah. Melon. Hugh Melon. That's yeah. in one of the other. That's beers. a German beer, a German hop, right? German hop. Oh, right, yeah, that's one, one of the new, yeah. the the new German varieties. Right, but Entourage has that. We did a, a, a sort of a co-op brew or a collective, not co-op. What am I saying? Collaborative. Collaboration. That's the word. With uh, all the Bayshore breweries, so Dubco, Fire Island, and Great South Bay. Brewed Entourage, which has the Huel melon, and it really does smell like almost like watermelon. watermelon. It's it's a wow. it's a pretty neat little hop. So what uh, what beer do you want to want us to uh, sample next? Not to uh, you know beg for more beer, but you know I'm sure it's kind of welcome. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll keep drinking beer. We're good with that. That pro- you just had, you guys just said proletariat. Yeah, the, yeah, we really like it. It was very good. Yeah, I'm a fan. You got anything that you want to add to about the proletariat? Yeah, it's it's that it's uh, again it's it's sort of a like like Badman. It's it's that almost like a base style. It's a pale ale, right? Nothing too crazy. No wacky adjuncts, no wacky ingredients, with a nice hop to it. So it's a bit different, but it's it's approachable for for the proletariat, for the regular working sort of Absolutely. person who's not looking to get hammered off of two, three, four beers. Right. But at the same time, you're having a nice taste experience. At the same time, you're not just drinking a regular pale ale, or you're drinking something that's you know shitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I th- I think you hit it just right with that. It really is. It's just Thank a you. solid beer that everyone can enjoy on that. Right, right. And it's uh, it's it's I love it. I love. It. I haven't brewed that in about a year, so I'm not happy to have that back on tap. Okay. <laughs> so so what, is this this is is this the entourage? That's be legal. Be legal. Be legal. All right. So Be Legal was uh, uh, our, our first legal beer that we made legally here. <laughs> so it's got a little bit of age on it. A little bit of age on it at this point. So it's right. uh, Amarillo and Chinook going on there. A um, little aged, so a little more malt forward. Um, that fresher is much better, in my opinion. I, it's definitely got some pininess from the Chinook, but it's not... Uh, it's nice. It's It's just there in the finish and it's kind of nice you get definitely get the maltiness and the amarillo at the start and then you get a little bit of pininess at the back end it, right it's right. kind of nice yeah this one also is is really this one's even clearer than the last one yeah and i yeah. guess that's because it's been hanging around it's for been a sitting while. for a while certainly we, a lot of these beer, uh, not all of them but one of our main house yeasts is a british ale yeast so it, it does okay. flocculate really nicely it drops which binders fermented with it be legal is fermented with it oh. um Proletariat is too. It's very young. <laughs> very young. Still. I, don't, I don't think young, or I think even if it hangs out for a little while, it's still going to be really tasty. Definitely, word, definitely. I like the clarity. We've been playing around with findings. We don't filter. I, don't, I never want to filter if I don't have to. Okay. We have find before We're using gelatin findings. I'm sorry. Uh, what is that? Uh, Isinglass findings. Okay, that's okay. the that's, uh, the fish bladder. That's stuff, the right? dreaded fish bladder. As yeah. everyone was <laughs> up in arms about it a couple years ago. No, I'm, listen, I'm not up in arms about it. I don't really care. No, I, I never just, was I just, either. I never was either. No, but it's one of those things. I'm where happy to know the vegans get. The yeah, vegans, the vegans pick up their pitchforks. Like that's right. That's right. That's all right. But it's a nice. Uh, uh, the finding's great. It's a. It's a, every traditional cask of British ale uses finings. That's. Uh, it's a traditional ingredient, as far as I'm concerned. And you, you don't actually drink 
really any of it anyway. It's all left behind. Yeah, it just yeah. Like, it settles down you know, to the bottom. The fact that it's clear means you're not drinking the findings. Yeah. You know? If you are, if it's not clear, then you are drinking. Then right. You're but this one doesn't have findings. This one is just just. Uh, and one of the nice things about the Isinglass is if you agitate the vessel for some in some way, it still it you know reactivates or it does. for lack of better it drops it right out and helps settle everything back yep. out again. Unlike yep. some of the other. Alternatives like polychlor, right, right, yeah, which is like PVC plastic, which is I yeah. Mean, let I'm me sure dump a fine. bunch of plastic beads in the beer. That sounds like mm. it just seems a little yeah. iffy to me. You know, I mean, again, like Isinglass, you're not really drinking the PVC polychlor, but you know, we're trying to maintain a little nod tradi- to tradition, so we don't want to put freaking plastic in the beer. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, definitely. We're passing around something. We're sniffing vanilla beans, I think. Right oh, now. I was wondering. I'm like, are they <laughs> vanilla? I'm, I was looking at them. They're either vanilla beans or cigars. I, I wasn't sure what was coming in. <laughs> so we have uh, Madagascar bourbon vanilla beans. Oh, man. Wow. Say right. Say right. Bourbon. Water kill is what bourbon means. Yeah, water kill. Ah. That's for wow. upcoming. That's Mike in the background. Yeah, that's stretching. Hey, Mike, say hi. Come into the yeah, Go right to the mic. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that, was, that was Mike, ladies and gentlemen. Clap. That's for an upcoming beer. Mike, Mike, wow. Mike is the one taller than Tim. That's exactly right. Is it a secret, or can you tell us what, uh, what that's going to get it, go into? That's going to go into actually one of Mike's uh, uh, homebrew recipes. We're making a uh, vanilla porter out of this, which is going to be phenomenally good. That's one of that our favorites for sure. Good. Mike, would you yeah. be willing to tell us a little bit about your vanilla porter that you got uh, planning? Oh, we got to wait till it's out, huh? Yeah, All right. Okay. All right. No, no problem. problem. <laughs> Mike's a smart I, guy. He doesn't want to make any I gotta, promises. I got to ask. It's, you know, we got to see what we can, uh, you know, dredge up there. It's going to be a nice, nice. Uh, you, got, you got a, a nice ingredient right there to look at. I'm about three feet away and I can smell the vanilla. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. pick it up and I'm, I didn't even pick up the bag of them and I smell them and they're just sitting on the counter in front and of me. It's, it's fantastic. And it, yeah, yep. it, good point. The bag right. is sealed and I can smell it from And that's three a good distributor away. of them, the Nielsen Massey stuff I've, yeah. I've worked with before. It's good stuff. Yeah, any, any dark beers that we could brew, I'm, I'm all for because I'm obsessed with the dark side as well. Okay. <laughs> so we can't, have enough, can't brew enough dark beers in my opinion. So as a selfish question, do you plan on souring anything? Yes. Ah. I have, I have, I have, a, I, I pulled a, as Jason holds up a, uh, a beautiful little uh, uh, cup of something that we're now going to drink. I pulled that out of the Vinny nail let's, in the bag. Let's talk about what this is. So this is, we call this one. 16 months of hard Yeah, this is, this is a, a, a barrel aged. This is, this is Badman Brown from previously, and that, that's now it's Bayshore Badman. It's Badman Brown recipe we, we brewed out of Farmingdale that uh, we decided to age in a, wine barrel for about now because we've been here so freaking long for about a year and a half <laughs> what so kind of wine barrel did you use it was uh, from uh, jamesport uh wineries it was a red blend barrel. okay yeah. right right so that you don't get a lot of the, the barrel in there but you do get uh, all the, the the various cultures that we put into there in the fermentation so it was a very light abv brown ale that we threw into there we, we blended it into a little bit with some of the heavier stouts um a tiny bit and then we fermented it with uh some lab culture lacto some lab culture brett and then a bunch of dregs that we repropagated from bottles that we liked. So you get sort of a rounded character. It's uh, very good. Thank you. Thank this you. Is, this a, is phenomenal. <laughs> I am a huge fan. We, Mark, we, I, I, Kevin likes them, but Mark and I love sour beers. This yeah. is a, a, no, a legit sour. I, I feel it's a legit sour. Not kettle soured. It's, uh, it's a long time in making, and it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. No, the, the nose on it is fantastic. You kind of catch a little bit of that barrel in the nose there, and then the taste just 
It's great. It's thank got you. that beautiful tartness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's not overly acidic like some beers as well, which is nice. It's very, you know, the, it's definitely got that tartness, but it's refreshing and it's not uh, mouth puckering. Right. Right. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Not too. Not too much a settlebacker or anything like that in there. But with, with the puckeringness, um, and this is sort of our first uh, real attempt at a, at a real sour. Um, obviously, we can't crank these out on the regular because it takes so freaking long. But right. I would like to become known for making quality sours that take a long time yeah so do you have like i know a lot of brewers have concerns about contamination of the brewery like do you do anything special to try and prevent yeah uh, super paranoia and and like ocd levels of like spraying things with sanitizer and not touching everything so with this, it's been nice. We haven't had to package it yet, so it's still sitting in the barrel. Yeah. Uh, so when when we do package it, it'll be all dedicated equipment. We're not nothing will touch the other beer. Gotcha. That said, uh, I th- I think that that is not a myth, but I think it's overblown. I think that as long as your sanitization procedures are up to par, that that's really, my understanding you know, it as well. But I I've also heard you know I'm terrified. You know I'm a home brewer. I listen to lots of podcasts about brewing, and I've right. heard plenty of interviews with brewers that are like. It's in a separate facility that's five miles down the road. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't come here at all. That's my goal eventually is to have it in a separate facility for sure because you don't want to mess with the cross-contamination. Yeah. But again, I mean, as long as your cleaning procedures are okay or, or you know, good enough, you'll, you'll kill everything that needs to be killed. Then you'll have a sanitary, sterile vessel every time. Uh, we're not using any plastic. Everything's stainless steel back there. I'll show you guys okay. the tour after we're done with the podcast. It's, it's all stainless. So there's no hiding. You know what I mean? You can't really – if it gets hit with, with cleaner and sanitizer, it's going yeah. to die. I worked um, in a uh, in a commercial kitchen for two and a half years, and everything is stainless steel. Everything stainless steel, and at the end of the day, we would just turn on the sanitizer hose and cover it floor to ceiling in exactly. sanitizer. Just and kill it off. We never had a problem from inside the kitchen. Right. I won't say the name of the company that I used to work for because we did have problems in other spots, but in the kitchen, we never had the problem. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I, there is you know there's always the possibility, but we keep oh, it separate. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah no, just keep it clean, and, and it's good to go. We haven't had any issues so far to, to date. Commercially, never had an infected batch or anything off like that. Knocking on wood. Knocking on wood again, a third time. I keep saying all these bull claims. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. If you if you ever uh, if you ever accidentally sour anything, just call us. We'll finish (laughs) it. We'll take care of it. That was that was. We'll make it disappear. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was delicious. I think that's you know it's it's a and a spot on level of sour. I love the aroma that came out of it and the. Flavor profile was really nice. In there. Thank you, thank you. That was uh, again, it was our first shot at it, so I'm glad. I'm, oh. I'm happy that it, we've been sampling it for a year plus now, and it's oh. it's very interesting to watch the changes. You know, you said now, you what mixed, are some you, of the changes that oh. you? I'm sorry to. That's exactly what I was going to That's totally fine. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Yes. What are, like what's some of the changes that you kind of saw over the course of the? Uh, Either the it went, it went from and Jason can back this up. Went from for a while it was really tart. It, it was super tart, and then. And then we were like, oh, because we, we like that, too. Like, I like the nice, like, real super tart. Like, you ever have uh, Checkpoint Charlie from Newburgh? No, no. Oh, that's, that'll, that'll, that, that'll, that's, 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 that's my yeah. bench part, <laughs> benchmark yeah. for super tart. All right, like, all right. I mean, it's, it's a kettle salad beer, but, I mean, I have not had anything more tart all right. than that. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. So, uh, when, it went from that. Like Get in there, Jake. Get in the mic. Tart. It was, like, yeah. undrinkable, puckering tart. Yeah, like, Checkpoint Charlie is you take a sip, and then you go... And you're like, all right, time for another one. Yeah, you feel like you were licking the bottom of the Sour Patch Kids jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's de- it, you know, it's definitely uh, like very, very tart, like, like almost like lemonade. 
like level acidity. Right, right. Yeah. So this one, this one went through some weird ropey phase too. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, what thing? You went the that does that? I think. Yeah, ropey, yeah, ropey it is. Phase, ropey, is it? yeah. What do you? What do you uh, now that's not a phrase I'm familiar with. I'm so pediococcus during when so pediococcus is a bacteria. I got that much. When it gets involved in fermentation, it okay. can create these very long chain sugars, okay. which make the the beer super viscous. Yeah. All like, right. Like uh, you know, dish soap almost. Yeah. Wow. Weird. That's that's crazy. It was and very weird. Yeah, Were you it's scared? To as ropey, and I was, it's yeah, it was just like super thick, and it's it tasted you know, good though. It tasted good. That was right. the best part of it. So we 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 you know we sampled it. We, we finally put a vinny nail in the front of the, of the head of the barrel, which is like like vinny vinny. Yes, I, I know what that is, but so for people listening to this, that it's so you have these barrels that are you know oftentimes stacked multiple high, and for simplicity of taking a sample from the barrel, a small hole is drilled near the bottom of the head, and a stainless steel nail is inserted into that to plug it up. So that way, you just pop the nail out. You take a, your small sample for tasting, testing, what have you, and you stick the nail back in. Exactly. You exactly. don't have to worry about moving barrels around in the stack, and it's just a okay. simple way to. It's, it's you know, a pull very, a very low-end engineering, but it works. It works great with a stainless steel nail. I mean, it's keep all it coming simple, out. Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. Keep it simple. <laughs> um, but we, you know, tasting that was funny to, to watch the ropiness. We we would you know take the the Vinny sample and you drink it, and it was. If I remember by that time when it was ropey, it was sort of similar to the flavor profile it had now, where it was good, but it was just, it was so thick, it was bizarre. So how did it, did it just kind of like evolve out? Like yes. by, it just killed itself off yes. by hanging around too To long? my knowledge, Britannomyces breaks down those chains. So okay. the right, right. with Brett and time, it just sort of, it, now it's, you just taste it so it's not ropey now. It's no, nice, not at all. Thankfully. Yeah, the, so the Brett uh, eventually goes through and breaks down okay. those long chain sugars. Right. And then, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not familiar know, with the, with the science behind it. I'm just familiar with the taste behind it. No, That's I hear all you. I, I hear you. It's, uh, it's, it's been a fascinating journey with that little barrel. It's uh, really our first experiment. Then, uh, it went How pretty big well. is the barrel? Uh, 60 gallons? Okay, gallons? so yeah, it's like a standard size wine barrel. It's a full size barrel. Yeah, full size barrel. We started with the one on the front. We have a little tiny barrel on the front. It was Jason's old barrel. I, I ruined that with sour beer on accident. <laughs> so we don't use that one anymore. We graduated to bigger barrels. So you're going to use this barrel again? Oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to package that probably pretty soon, uh, the next couple of weeks, hopefully, maybe the next couple of months at latest. And then and uh, then you can start another one in a year and a half from yeah. now. People can save a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I want to try to, I wanna try to make it maybe a little faster, maybe six months turnaround time, something like that. But at the same time, we do have three barrels that we can blend. We can keep one super acid or whatever you want to do with it. I mean, a little bit of goose blending here on Long Island would be pretty cool. That, yeah, I would definitely uh, be interested yeah, in maybe, that. It would yeah. be pretty cool if we can, get, if we can pull it It's one of those things that, like, it sounds like a great idea, but I also don't know that I can sit on right. five gallons of beer for, for two years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, patience patient sometimes is, is the hardest part. There. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's exactly. this next one? That, um, uh, yeah, this is Maddie. This Weisen. is the Maddie Wisen, yeah. Maddie Wisen. Okay. I, I could tell as soon as I tasted it, I was like, okay. oh, I, didn't get a, I didn't taste it yet. I was, I was hanging out. I wanted to see what it was. Okay. So this is another, another example of like a, uh, of a, like a, like a, what I call the old guy styles, right? Like it's a regular style, regular style. You guys are banging around kegs back there. So we're working too. It's a working brewery. So this is a, a, a straight-up Bavarian-style heavy Weizen. Uh, uh, no bullshit added, no adjuncts, nothing. Fermented at a little higher temperature for that banana flavor, which I like in a happy. And uh, uh, I'll plug uh, uh, Black Forest Brewhouse. Their heavy Weizen is the inspiration for this. I drank that years ago. I love that heavy Weizen they make out there. Yeah, Black Forest makes some nice beers, and the yeah. food's not that half bad neither. I love, I love that happy. So I sort of model after that. It's named after my, uh, my oldest friend, Matt. 
who was a member of the Brewers Collective who left because he's an electrical engineer and has a busy life. So we named it after Maddie. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's and also uh, Matthias. And, and, and Matthias Klostermeyer was the first good Maddie. It was two Matts. Matthias Klostermeyer was a Robin Hood of Bavaria in like the 1500s or something crazy. Like, we, right. tried, we tried to shoehorn that, st- that story into the beer. So it's better now that it's, it's a different Matt as well. well. When it first came out, we, had, we used to call it Klostermeyer's Hefeweizen. Yes. So, That's a mouthful. Yeah. Yes. And after, a couple, after a couple of them, I can imagine it's kind of hard to say that one. <laughs> right. No, nobody, nobody knows what the hell you talk no, Just give no me the damn hefe. I don't know what the hell exactly. it's called. Give me I'll, the hefe. I'll, I'll have the C like, word. I'll have the C word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we yeah. always have like these like you know crazy names and long descriptions at beer festivals, and people are like, where do you come up with this shit? Like, you know, really, you know, just <laughs> well, give so me what's uh, the lightest thing you have. I'm like, or yeah, the hefe. It's a psychotropic uh, herbal brews that you were yes. making. That's where you came up with the shit. Exactly. Oh, really quick, because I, I, I said that we would, we, you would talk about the, sorry, I touched it, I hit it, I'm sorry. You're, you're it's okay, okay. It's okay. everything's fine. The, um, it's, it's the beer, I'm sorry. Um, the, <laughs> the Skeleton Army, the history. Oh, of yeah, beer. yeah. All right, so, all right, so the Mug Club is the Mug Club, and the sales pitch was, was been done, right? So the, 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 the naming of the Skeleton Army is actually, it, the Skeleton Army is a real thing in England, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw up, it's either the 1700s or the 1800s. It was a reaction to uh, the Salvation Army, the Salvation Army, the guys who had the Santa Clauses at the, uh, you know, with the bells and all that during Christmas, they would go around. It was a part of the temperance movement, and they would, like, boo sort of boo, boo the publicans and, and shame people into not drinking. That was a, a pretty big gin problem, I think, at the, at, at the time. So it was not really entirely unfounded. But the Skeleton Army was a counterinsurgency, if you will, against the, the, uh, 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 the Salvation Army, where the publicans would sort of band together and like have like skeleton skull and black flags and they would throw like rocks and like dead rats at the Salvation Army while they were doing their protests. And I'm I think just picturing I think a people putting died, rats but... in the kettle now. No, 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 no Santa, like that. That's all I'm like seeing that. is Santa Claus ringing his bell and getting rats put in it's, his kettle. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, a, sort of a, a, a middle finger to the temperance movement in general, which I believe uh, still sort of has influence over this country even in this day. Oh yeah, definitely. Age. So there, there's, the Gruen Ales are a part of that. And, and us naming the skeleton army is is a part of that as well. So it's our own our own thing. The uh, the logo itself is uh, it, with the the skull and the the spade on it is something out of I don't even know where I why I thought of this. But there's in Vietnam the soldiers used to leave death cards on dead soldiers and it was often the ace of spades. So that was sort of right because we're going with the army theme now. It's okay. now it's a death card. Like here's the death card of, of of I guess the skeleton army. So and that's that's what we have here. So we usually, you know, there's there's always more to the story, you know, like we don't really kind of do things just because it looks cool or whatever else. I mean, it does look cool, but, you know, there's always usually a story behind it and, you know, it's, it's for us, it's for our enjoyment, but some people really get into it. Right, so. right, right. There's it's a little fun. depth behind it. It's bit. not just, it's not just, just beer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, de- you know, it's definitely, uh, now knowing that, I definitely understand like why you chose to, <laughs> it makes a lot, it makes, yeah. it makes a lot of sense to go with it and, it does look cool, but it goes up, but it goes along with it too. Like the aesthetic helps. You know, it's, uh, it's aesthetically pleasing, and it has a cool story behind it. I like it, and I'm Kevin supporting. being the history buff. You know, nice, yeah, nice. I, I was a did not my undergrad in. Edu- in a, I'm a cold, in complete bullshit artist for the record. So hey, that's all good, man. <laughs> if you can't dazzle with brilliance, you know. <laughs> one but, one uh, question I had about the skeleton army, the uh, the mug club is the, the only the cost. Do you oh yeah, so it's 149 dollars for the year. Okay. Oh, that sounds okay. like a, this deal. Yeah, a good deal. Yeah. It's oh. a very it's it's very well priced. You know, we weren't looking to cash in. We were looking to, you know, put it out there, make it accessible. You know, and um, it's 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 definitely it's it's a good price point. And what's cool is, you know, if you're an active member and you wanna, if you're into it, and you enjoyed your year, you know, you get priority re-enrollment too. Hmm. So. That makes sense. The um um, 
Uh, the, my favorite part is the fact that you're getting the, the bombers every month. So, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to probably pay that in bombers anyway. I mean, yes. especially if you're if you're like me and I get two of everything. And <laughs> yeah. you know, Justin has a fridge in his basement that's oh. just dedicated for cellaring bombers. Nice. So. One yeah. of those. That, that, that's, <laughs> his, that's his uh, one of his many projects that he's working on. Uh, um, yeah. I wish I could do that. I just, we just like the beer too much and we can never sell it. We don't have the patience. That's why, so you, have to, that's why you need two, two of them. It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, like, the, the hope is to be able to have a bottle a month, but, you know, depending on production and stuff, like, it might be, you get a couple, you know, it might be, like, a not necessarily quarterly, but, you know, it'll be 12 throughout the year, not necessarily every month. Oh, no, that, yeah, that's that's the goal, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, I'm basically averaging it out. If you went oh, out yes. and bought a bomber every month, which, I, like I said, I definitely do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to spend that anyway, and you get the discount, and you get to have yeah. Let, know, let's pretty be good fair. beer. I get messages from you that say, I didn't buy any farmers this weekend. Are you yeah. proud of me? Yeah. I deserve a round of applause. I made it through the weekend without without buying anything. Yeah, yeah that's going to be the new shame. How many how many did I buy? But not, not that I forget the glass of when I was, yeah. when I was picking it up, because that's that's a big deal. I have, you know, 38 you know, sets of growlers. <laughs> yeah, we have that problem, too. Yeah. It's a bit of a space concern. My, my mom doesn't understand. She's like, well, why don't you have any room for these glasses? I'm like, well, Mom, I mean, why they're do you have so many? But it's so they're cool, important to have. you know? They're I mean, important. they're so cool. It's, it's like, good. but I don't have one of those, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so funny, like, when we were all looking through our glassware, like, we literally had enough glass to, like, you know, have it for the tasting room if we wanted it, you know? So, too much. Too yeah. much. And we, we all brought in, like, boxes of glasses, and we're like, mm, this is kind of like a hoarding situation. We're not, this, no, it's not. It's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're okay. This is a safe space. You're yeah, okay. You're, safe you're, 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 allowed, you're allowed to collect as much glass as you want. Glass. As, long as, yeah. as long as you're not repeat buying. That, that's yeah. when the shame yeah. bell comes exactly. out. When, when you right. repeat buy, that's, what, that's the shame yeah. bell. I went to, um, over the summer, I went to Asheville in North Carolina. Oh, okay. That's, not, that's definitely on like, my list. Yeah, southern beer mecca. And uh, it was... Like, it was tempting. Like, I went to um, Wicked Weed, and uh, they have a... Oh. Uh, yeah, it was, like, Which so one was that? Amazing. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, Wicked, Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed, okay. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they have a Funkatorium, and it's, like, down the block from their, their main brewing facility. My God. Like, it was just... I walked in, and I was just like, oh. I've been dying to try stuff from them, but I can't break down and buy $14, $14 for a 12-ounce bottle. I can't, just can't do it. I know. Yeah. It's so <laughs> All right. Though. Oh you, you, twist my, you twist my arm. David Belport, I'm on my way. <laughs> Justin, Mark, I wanted to get your guys' uh, quick thoughts on, on the uh, on the hef, on the, uh, oh, the Maddie Maddie Weisen. Weisen. Yeah. The Maddie Weisen is very good, Hefe. Very yeah. good. Yeah, I could drink that for I've, a long time. I got a lot of the banana. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely suit you mean with the higher fermentation temperature, getting that sort of ester in there. It's, yeah. it's, it, I actually, I find that um, a lot of the Hefe Weissens I have, I think, are going in the reverse direction, trying to pull that out. And it, it, I haven't had one that was as banana forward as that. I definitely I enjoyed that. Uh, you know, you, you hear people talk about off flavors or, you know, everyone's freaking out about what fermentation temperature it's at. And the fact that you moved it up to get that quote unquote you know, off flavor for the people talk about is actually really interesting. And it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's my, it's my favorite part of, of Happy Weizen. Um, again, it was one sip of Heavy Weizen from Black Forest Brewhouse did it for me years and years ago. See, I, I mean, I generally like. Cafes, but you know, like 1940s, they have the the Ragen beer, which right, right. you know, I the first time I walked into the tasting room and saw they had a Ragen beer, I was like, oh my god, they have a Ragen beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> which is a Hefeweizen, but it uses rye instead of wheat. So you know, I was like, oh my god, this is my new favorite place now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that's a, a very tasty uh, tasty beer. I had one of those when I was by this past uh, with the past weekend. 
Yeah, it's I I'm I I like the the character imparted by the yeast very much in those beers, mm-hmm. and then I mean the Matty Weizen is very good, but you know I'm also a fan of rye, which you know we've had in some of the other beers that we've had so far, and it, I just like that sort of. Uh, like a little bit of spicy and uh, thicker mouthfeel that the yeah, rye gives a nice it. spiciness to it. Definitely, definitely. So what uh, what are we okay, what are we imbibing now? Entourage. It's not ah. the apple. It's not apple juice. It looks like apple juice, it but it's not a apple juice, like right? Apple juice. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, Age did this one well. So this was a uh, this was a, a collaboration between us, like I said before, us, uh, Dubco, uh, 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 Fire Island, and Great South Bay, and we were there for the brew day. Which uh, was fun. There's a lot of drinking and hanging out and, and playing with a real big boy system of brewing beer. Well, it was done at uh, oh, Great, Great South Bay. Bay. Great South Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their big system. It was awesome. Really fun day. Uh, Huel Melon is the star here, and it's, uh, it's, it's what you're getting in the nose. Uh, this beer is actually aged now at this point, and I think it's better now. I, I found this, I drank a I'm not gonna maybe admitting myself as an alcoholic. I drank a keg of this by myself when, when it was fresh, like a full keg. As long as, as it wasn't in one day, it's okay. Exactly, and it was. Uh, it, it was like it was like two weeks for like a like a. Yeah, anyway, it was. Uh, you're good. You're good. It, it was okay. great. It was a great beer, but it, it, it was a five gallon keg. Right? It was very hoppy. I think it's really mellowed out, really nice with time. The the nose a little muted, but it's still there. You get that melony kind of kind of aroma to it. Yeah, it definitely has a fruity aroma. Yeah, and that's the Huel Melon. That's the Huel Melon. They, uh, GSB did not filter this. They find this as well, so it was kind of a cool thing. A little sessionable beer. It was a four and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it enough to drink a half keg of it, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're like, a fan. Um, their first annual pig roast, and this was sort of the, the oh, beer that yeah, was... Oh, yeah. I remember that's that right, that's right. seeing that, yeah. That's when I was at Wicked Weed. That's when the pig roast was. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I love being a pig roast, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't have traded space. <laughs> I mean, to... To have this with a pig roast, to have you know, with a nice, you know, like a, a fatty pork, with, to have this nice, you know, crisp beer with it would be a really good pair together. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the idea there, and it, it, it came out pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty good for me. The, it's, it's basically right at the edge of the bitterness for me. Um, it's uh, I I would definitely have a couple more of them though. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and because you can, it's only four and a half. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. It's that, nice, that nice low ABV. I mean, for me personally, this one falls like where I want to have it with if I'm having food with it. I'd think I'd be okay with it, but I, if I was drinking just a pint of it, it'd probably be a, that sharpness would probably get to me. It, yeah, but yeah, that's exactly. Because I'm a little bitch when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> Not just that. Other than that, other than that a while. Like it's it's a really it's again it's it really looks exactly like apple juice. You know how clear it is, the color of it, and but yeah, that melon scent to the beginning. Is really an interesting scent, smell to it. It smelled so good in the bag too. Like when we did the additions, it was like oh, yeah. pure watermelon. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. How many? Do you remember how many additions there were? God, no, I don't. You know, I used to drink a lot of beer that day. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember having whole buckets of, of these hops that would dump in the men, and it was that's got to be wild, awesome. especially when you're on the like you know a smaller system, and you're like looking at this exactly. thing, and you're just kind of like overhanding like, bags exactly. of stuff like, into you it. You went up a staircase like to <laughs> right. do the addition. It was like on the platform. Wow, you know. We'd only, I mean, because you know, when they do the, the beer festivals at GSB, you get to hang out in the brew house and you know, but like to actually be there and like get to see the equipment. And I, I think we asked, uh, I think, um, John, who I think is with um, Barry, Barry now. he's yeah, with Barry yeah, now, Gomez, yeah, yeah, John Gomez, yeah, like he, and we were just asking him like a million questions, like, oh, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great, what is that? Very cool, you know, <laughs> it was very cool. Like, I had, um, I was lucky enough to brew at Brick House a, um, a couple times now with, um, we did like an international women's collaboration brew day thing. Um, it was through um, 
Girls Cry Now, Pink Boot Society. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's, uh, I think they're, they're a 10 barrel system, so this was. It's really, it was fun. Like I, it's, it's just really great to. Be I can imagine ge- geeking out on that and just yeah. being yeah. like, "Oh my god, look at all the ports!" About, <laughs> about a year ago, I hung out at uh, Brick House because uh, I was there to collect wart from when they do the second runnings yes, for the, yes, yes, their yeah. Dabber Dan, and I was basically hanging out for the brew day. And Paul was like very hospitable. Oh my god, it was like me and two yeah. other people from the club there. And Paul was like going through everything. Like he dumped some yeast out of one of the fermenters so we could see what. You know, like the consistency of it and everything. Yeah, it was he, it was great and he was super hospitable. Oh my god, yeah, and that Paul's equipment great. is so beautiful and it's like it's it's I, I love. Yeah, that. they they got the nice copper kettle yes. and everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can like I just remember because I would go there, you know, before I even knew Paul, and I think it was like previous to his tenure there, and then we would just be like always like, people always ask, is that for show? You know, <laughs> like no, no, we actually brew on those. Yeah, no, it's that real. actually gets used. So um, the the uh, the next option here, what do we got? Is that the chin hook? Uh, this is chin, chin hook. hook. Yeah. yeah. It's a little chin, play on chin hook. You know. Chin hook is a uh, not a, not a smash, but like a uh, uh, we was, it was a single hop. It was a single hop for okay. sure. Um, we had a lot of chinook from a contract, and I wanted to see how it performs as a single hop. So we brewed it, and it's uh, it's nice. It, it it mellowed quite a bit. It mellowed quite a bit. Uh, it was a little little freaking crazy for a while because I kind of wanted it to be a little crazy because that's hence the name chin hook. It wanted to be like almost like a punch of hops. But with uh, with time, that's uh, six months aging now. Uh, it's yeah, been, it's, I mean, it's, calmed down it, it's quite definitely a bit. mellowed out. Yeah, I mean, like I get the Chinook, but it's not it's not quite that punch right. in the face. It's exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it, it's almost like a pale ale now. But I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. this this beer has changed so much. This one we find, and that's why it, it's got that nice, brilliant clarity yeah, it, to it. It's very, very clear. This is uh, my, my first commercial endeavor finding a beer, which is nice. So, and I I think I'm going to do that again in the future for some beers at least. You know, to get that nice clarity yeah. to it. That the pine has kind of settled down a little bit um, with the Chinook is really... This one, I can get, be- I can get behind nice, a, nice. Lot, a lot more than the, than the last one. Like, nice. this one, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I can sit down and really be putting, yeah, a, putting these away. And, yeah. and, I mean, and the last one was only 4.5. You said you wanted to do a session, and it really was easy. And at 5.4, this one isn't over the top either. Like, right. you, can, you right. can put a couple of these away and still be all right. Right, and it's got that bit, a little bit of residual sweetness. It's from the malt profile we use. Yeah. It's similar to our, our useful idiot IPA uh, on the malt side, uh, but with just different hop additions. It's a little different anyway, but it's uh, uh, more different from the hop additions. Okay. But it, it's nice, a little experiment almost, but um, this was sort of us learning the system, not early on, but you know, about midway, about a year ago, learning the system, half a year ago. Uh, I love it. I like the way it came out. It, yeah, I, I like it. I could definitely drink a couple of pints of this one. Nice, nice. I definitely I like the mold forward, and then you get the, the Chinook on the back. What What is the, the classic Chinook flavor? Like, if you're going to read one of the things talking about, you know, the ground and the, the grapefruit that and all that, a, what that is was, That was how, how Fresh yeah. Hops described it. It's like grapefruit pine is sort of like how Chinook <laughs> is supposed to taste. So they, again, they said something like, a, a pine forest floor awash in grapefruit. Oh, awesome. That's, yeah. that's, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to try it out um, in one of my brews, the, the yeah. Chinook style, definitely. That's a good, it's, it's a nice I agree with Kevin. I, this one is definitely a, a, a winner. And it, it, like I said, the last one hit the bitterness level, like right where I, I could pretty much end it. This one is right in the middle. It's very, uh, very sessionable, very easy to drink, and nice. it, doesn't, it doesn't sit in your mouth the way a lot of those, a lot of IPAs do. And we, we actually use whole leaf hops for almost everything, too. Like that, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. Well, that's, I, a, I, that's a product from the, the farm brewery, right? Like you get, that, That's how you're getting it from yeah, them? It depends. I mean, yeah. if you guys are, are doing um, uh, the pelletizing, you can get them pelletized. 
but it, it's actually a, like a hangover Does from home. Does anybody in New York pelletize at this point? I though? don't know, actually. I don't know. I know we, we, they do. They do, yeah. Jason's yeah. our guy for that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, because like like I know like Condizella out in Waiting River, like I know he's doing hops and whatnot, but right. I I don't think he's pelletizing. Yeah, that's a whole point. other piece of infrastructure there. Right. It's. Oh, okay. So like they they harvest the hops and then they bring them somewhere and they they pelletize them. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's more of a almost a hangover from our uh, our homebrew days where. I think one of the when I made Usefulty at the first time, the IPA is unfortunately not on right now. Um, we, we brewed it with whole, with whole hops from the same supplier we use now or, or one of the same suppliers. And it was so freaking phenomenally good that I never really turned back. I never went back to the pelletized stuff uh, for the most part. Sometimes well, I, I do because it can I know a lot of hops. The, you know? Through the pelletization process, you know, uh, a certain percentage of the oils and the hops that give you those aromas and whatnot are broken down because when the hops are pelletized, they are heated in order to compress them. Right. So I know there's some loss there. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's that. And it's also, to me, it's a little more traditional. You know what I mean? So it's, even, even if it wasn't better, I would almost want to do it anyway. Just a little more nod to, to, to tradition. But it happens to taste better, in my opinion, anyway, using the whole stuff. What's interesting is also is I listened to the Experimental Brewing Podcast. Yeah, I was going yeah. to go there too, Justin. Yeah, they, had, um, they just did this whole episode on the IBU is a lie. And they talked to the guy from Tinsith who did the, the standard formula for IBU. And he said that when he made his formula that he used whole, the whole leaf hops. That it okay. wasn't based on pelletized hops. Oh, okay. So the like Beersmith and the ones that are using Tinsith, apparently, I mean in theory at least, they're wrong in terms of the actual number. Of course, right. you know you, the number is just a number. Once you know what it's supposed to be, what it tasted like, you can dial it in from there. Right. But that's why I think a lot of times when you see a beer is you know 60 IBUs, and then not even taking style out, it still isn't necessarily going to be this bitter bomb. Right. Right. And it's and it's funny. There's something with IBUs are funny. Like they're almost subjective, and uh, you get to a certain point where it stops mattering. You know, I think like 60 to 80, 80 range, like 80 and above or 100 above. Yeah, you're, not, you're, stuff. you're not supposed to be able to taste. It's, it's, just, it's just all burn after that. It's just <laughs> burn and suffering. Exactly. <laughs> I see a lot of stuff from single cut in Queens, and it's like 130 plus. I'm like, uh, okay then. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I get like maybe it's because my Irish background. I, I flush and I sweat when I have like a real. Oh, you're from the front. <laughs> I get like uncomfortable. I don't like it. And that's it sort of led me to, to, to make useful idea with those two hop strains. It was. Not that catty, real dank hop. It was a, uh, it was experimentation, of course, but it worked out. It was uh, a nice lighter sort of hop profile. Now the last one that you guys poured out is, is the coffee, coffee. Right, correct? Coffee. You coffee? <laughs> yeah, I know that you, sorry, you love this one. This is this is your baby, right? This is my baby. Yeah, I love coffee. Uh, Linda Richmond's coffee. That's right, coffee talk. Oh. That's right, very much where the name came from. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Linda Richmond is basically the embodiment of my aunt. Like, like that <laughs> woman, that that character that he was playing. That's who my aunt was. Like that, exactly with the heavy gold jewelry yeah. and the shoulder pads. The, oh, how yeah. are you? <laughs> that's, that's that's my family. Those are my people. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it was so funny. Like, we, um, I think that we debuted this beer at um, Tasty East End, which is uh, another oh, that's really the, uh, good beer festival. They the have the Hotel Indigo, right? No, no, or, no. This um, one's at the Long Island Aquarium. They do oh. it. And it's, oh, that's yeah. where I got married. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, with the penguins? Oh, that's Mark awesome. used to live right around the corner from there. You could throw a rock and hit it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that's true. I lived in Aquabog for a while. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, they, it's, it was, um, I think it's like we're in its third year now, maybe. I could be wrong on that. But um, we, um, we did it. And what they, what's really fun about that festival is they do food and they sort of pair it with 
different craft breweries and stuff. So right. they, and they have wine as well. And uh, and it, it was it was really really fun. So we were sort of under the gun to come up with a name. And um, so we were like, it's coffee, you know. Like I mean, I, like I love um, I just love coffee and beer in general. Like I love like carton regular coffee is like. A favorite coffee brand. Coffee is good. Sorry, good. 12%, coffee in beer God. is yeah. better. Yes. Oh, I agree. Yes. Nice little double ingredient. But yeah. So coffee like, I, I pushed for this hard. On a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I love it. I mean, it's like two of my favorite things in one. Um, I mean, I. This is a. It's a robust porter and it's base, and then we add cold brew coffee and the the ferment secondary fermentation. So. During the secondary fermentation. So, I mean, it's a very dark beer. Yes. Is the, do you use rose barley in here? Um, or? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a robust porter base yes. for this style. Yeah, we do use rose barley. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And it, it's, it's, the base beer itself was really good. And then it, it took a while to, like, find the right, you know, um, percentage of how much cold brew to use in it. Because we didn't, you know, want it to be, like, extremely overpowering. We wanted it to still be well-balanced. You know, I... It's important for stuff to be really drinkable, you know. Like, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily want a coffee bomb, although I enjoy that too. Um, but yeah, no, the balance, the balance was good. So, it's, the, yeah, the the cold brew is definitely complementary mm-hmm. to. It's not, uh, it's not like, hey, I made this beer and then I added coffee. To it. <laughs> yeah. It's that's not what we wanted. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very complementary, and it's also. Uh, I you know I don't, I don't like using the term balance, but it's very. You know, the the balance is there. It's very, uh, it gives it a kind of crispness. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, make, makes yeah. me want to come back for more. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and what I love about it, too, is, you know, like any good porter, like I, I don't really like them super cold. You know, I, I kind of like to hold a porter or a stout in my hand for a little while. I love how the flavors develop over time as the, it gets a little bit warmer and right. different notes come out and all that. And, and coffee's good like that. You know, it's really kind of enjoyable at any temperature i mean not warm per se but you know yeah, so, yeah. but you know cl- you know f- above 45 degrees yeah. Yeah. Just, just below room temperature yes. yeah i, exactly. I got gotcha. you yeah. that's precisely why my fridge in the basement's at 55 because yeah. i primarily i t- you tend to sell our dark beers so it's yes. down there but oh, yeah. what i like about it and to speak more to the balance is it's a lot of in beers for me there's a lot of transition so you taste something when you initially have it obviously in your mouth and then as you swallow it for this there's there's a nice transition from a little bit of bitterness from the coffee and then you get that standard like you said the the, the robust porter mm-hmm. as you swallow it and it kind of cleans everything out it's very it's, it's a fantastic porter and it keeps you awake too so you can drink more <laughs> so that's always good part of my evil plan <laughs> no this is listen if this if your evil plan is to take over the world with this beer, consider me like in 100%. I'm okay. Fabulous. Um, Excellent. So you're signing up for this. <laughs> Probably. I'll yeah, be honest with you. Recruit. I contemplated signing up earlier today when I when I was looking at your website and everything. Awesome. I was like, that yeah. sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. So it uh, is a good deal. We have about yeah, less it, than 20 it, spots left, so there's still time. It may very well happen. I have to talk to my this, wife. This uh, no. This, I, w- I wanted to ask you real quick um, about the cold brew. As far as the uh, the beans and stuff, do you guys use like a local roaster or anything like Not that? Yet. Or? Not yet. We're planning okay. on it. I mean, and what's really nice is, you know, in the future we can play with that and we can right. showcase the cold brew that we use, you know. Right. And, um, yeah, so we, we do have plans. And we want to, you know, we like to do a lot of things ourselves. So we're, we're sort of ex- we're sort of in an experiment, you know, experimenting okay. now with like different beans and making our own cold brew with those beans, you know, and, and trying to 
to see how that affects Go for it. Ro- yeah. Yeah. Roast no, some beans it. in the back. Why not? You yeah, gotta well, absolutely. Do, do oh, no, a little no, bit no, of everything. It's all good. Right, right on top of the barrels. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, we did play with a couple of different, um, different types of cold brew until we found one that we really liked. But, you know, yeah, but we have big plans for that. And then, you know, of course, <laughs> I want to make strong coffee as well, you know, which will be our imperial versions. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that big package of vanilla beans that just, uh, you know, oh. went rolling by might be yeah, interesting. Was, it it might be interesting if one of those uh, falls that into that some of these. Uh, that would be so horrible if that happened. Oh, that, <laughs> I have a feeling that would be terrible. I have a feeling once you make the imperial version, Jason's yeah, just going to be sleeping in the back. I mean, I could get rid of yeah. that if, it, if it's terrible. Yes, yes. No, it's fun. I mean, like, I just, I live in the dark side. I I, I love it. I All the poor where, where you, You're yeah. preaching to the choir here. We're yeah, all we fans of the do, dark. Clearly. Yeah. Roasty, porters, yes. stouts. We, yes. we, especially we especially Imperial. If you listen to the year-end episode, it's a special episode where we drank... Uh, uh, I think the, we uh, the bourbon barrel aged Boris oh, which, which from uh, Spider Bite. Oh, that, oh, that was oh, the fifth anniversary. Oh, really good. Did you yeah, guys? The, did you guys have that? Yeah, no, it was I awesome. haven't had it yet. Oh, no. oh. So do good. you have a bottle, barrel bottle sitting around somewhere? I don't. Oh, I don't. oh yeah. yeah I, I don't. I, you know, it's it's sad. Like we don't get out to as many of as the places as we'd like to. We've been so busy. I mean, this past sixteen months have been crazy. You know, <laughs> like well, I, it's I always I always tell people like, I've been to a pathetically small amount of the local breweries. You know, I know them all, and I've I've had them in one way or another at different places and stuff. To right. be fair, the only yeah. reason we've been to so many is because we started this podcast. That's true. Right. It's sort of a requirement. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, where haven't we been yet? Okay, yes. I guess I'm driving up the Glen Cove today. Yeah. Yes. And kind of how you mentioned, like you wanted your friends to have an excuse to keep drinking beer, and yeah. that's kind of what wow, we're doing cool. here is we have an excuse to keep drinking beer that we wanted to you know have a reason to get together and drink oh, beer. Oh yeah. Right well beer brings but people together this, and that's why it's um, the best. Yeah th- this one is is my favorite of the night. Oh, I mean we try we, yeah, I think I, we tried them all that you I, have. I think we, yeah, I think but, we did. <laughs> but this one this one is my favorite of the night and I think the uh, the Badman Brown is a close second. I love that beer too. Like such a great beer. Those, between those two I think I could be really happy just, just drinking those two <laughs> yes. beers for That's the foreseeable future. Thank glass, you so much. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. I'm gonna, it's so awesome to talk to you guys. This to, give, fun. to give you my uh, my, my top uh, picks, yes, it's going yes. to no, be Witchbinder, and then um, I'm probably going to go, uh, believe it or not, Proletariat after that, nice. which yeah. Uh, yeah. me picking a pale ale is a big deal. I really <laughs> I, d- I really did enjoy the, uh, the, the the addition of the Riker hops in there, but the, the Bayshore Badman's uh, going to make a uh, honorable mention. <laughs> All right, nice. excellent. Yeah, I, I mentioned to you uh, before we started recording, I had the coffee at the Taps and Talons last year. It's definitely, you know, one of my favorite coffee beers that I've had. Thank you. And uh, I'll be coming back for more of it. But <laughs> I also very much enjoyed the Badman Brown. The Matty Weizen is also very good. And the, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of it, the sour that you... Uh, oh, Charles Brown. Oh, Charles I, for, Brown. I, for, I forgot. Charles, Charles, Charles Brown, Brown is also e, fantastic. Yes. I'm a fan of anything yes. sour, so... Yes, love the you know, I'll be looking forward to whatever release happens for that yes. in the future. Oh, thank you. But uh, to sort of wrap everything up here, we're going to go through our six-pack of uh, fast answer questions. So, uh, you know, number one, what's your favorite beer or old standby that you always have in the house, not necessarily your own? Guinness. <laughs> I don't know if it's embarrassing to say that or not, but it's Guinness. No, it's There's not. nothing wrong with Guinness. <laughs> yeah, we usually have... There's. A Guinness or a stout of some kind hanging out. Good choices. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sort of along the same lines, what is your favorite brewery that isn't your own? Favorite brewery is not our own. I'm going to say 
it's hard. It's hard to say, without, especially without insulting anybody. But I don't know. Um, I got to be honest. Paul Comstock Paul from Brickhouse brought a freaking stout he made here with, with African wood, and it was unfreaking believably good. It was so good. It was retarded good. Did you say African wood? Yeah, it was some kind of African like, tree. <laughs> okay. <It was> okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like, I was drinking African wood. But it, I, was, it, was, it was wood from a woodworker. That doesn't surprise okay. me from Paul <laughs> having amazing. spoken to him. It's really, going really to be nice. a huge beer. Yeah, I mean, really I, nice. I mean, for me, like, I have so many, but I, like, come to the microphone and answer the question. Jay, talking to the, Jay, yeah. talking to the mic. Jay, I'm glad you're here. Just talking to the mic, man. Seriously. Yeah, no, I, I drink beer. I drink a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> if you go up to Portland, Oxbow Brewery. Okay. Amazing beer. Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Okay. okay. Um, they do a lot of wild ales, a lot of saisons, farmhouse ales. I'm sold. <laughs> done, We're in. Done We're deal. In. I, I, go, I golf in Maine at a friend's house right, every year, trip. and I'm gonna steal his car out. <laughs> so, so they have a room in Portland. They have a, a building there. But skip that and go up north further, uh, to their original location. That's better. Um, Allegash Brewery. Allagash makes they some nice stuff. They don't make a bad beer. It's not for everybody, but they really don't make a bad beer. I haven't had very many Allagash beers, but I know that like they've got the whole cool ship set up and everything. Yeah, sure yeah. So you know that intrigues me, but I, you know, whenever I'm in a beer store looking at the choices, I always end up picking so- up something else. I tend not to buy it as much, but if I see it on tap next to. The standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I see work that. in the city a lot, so th- there's always the standards. But you can always find Allegash White. You'll right. see an Allegash. Yeah, black, that's usually what I see, Saison. like Allegash White, uh, and then. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. I'm I got yeah, that that's one, what I got I love right that there. One, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a white label. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Uh, Wicked Weed is definitely up there. Oh, I know of Wicked Weed, but I don't think I've ever actually seen any of their beers. They on have the them. Shelf. They have them right in the uh, right behind the Belgian section at Bellport Cold Beer, and so I'll just turn around and look for the the. Um, oh the, really? Yeah, the, the the prices are right on the front of the twelve ounce bottle. So you see fourteen ninety nine. I know you and me, and we just like oh yeah, I can't I can't do that right now. Right. But I'm going to now. I have Jason to look sold me. the next time I'm in there. Right. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever actually noticed Wicked Weed. Well, that yeah, that's like what I know of them. That they're Jolly Pumpkin Artisanal is also really good. Yeah. So I, we're not yeah, talking I've, about Long Island breweries. Jolly yeah. Pumpkin is one of my favorite. I've heard a lot about Jolly that. Pumpkin as well. Like, and I've also heard that like if you save the bottle drinks from Jolly Pumpkin, it is going to take over. It's good. <laughs> well, they have that at uh, they have uh, the La Roja, I think. Their Flanders Red at Bellport. It's on my list of uh, my oh, Evernote for beers right, to buy. Yeah, that's true. Actually, in. In the gallon jug that I showed you, that you were like, "What's a pellicle?" and I was like, "This," <laughs> in that jug. It's like an iceberg. I, ha- yeah. I have La Roja and uh, uh, one of the other Jolly Pumpkin beers. Dregs one in there. Yeah, anything by Russian River, another one. We're trying. We're trying to work out a trade. Yeah, with I'm, somebody I'm, I have, to get I'm, us yeah, I'm trying to work out a, a Russian trade for Russian River for Dogfish with uh, yeah. some guy in California through through Reddit. So you're trading the dogfish? I am indeed. He is very interested. Trade away. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> McGee like eight fifty one. I hope you're not listening. What was the? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I had something. Don't worry about me. All right, I'm going to move on. Then. <laughs> I'm going to so, move back to my beer. Leave me alone. So, so number three, what is your favorite brewing ingredient? Hop variety or malt or yeast? And I'll tell you why, because you can change any, any recipe. You can, you can have the, uh, uh, such a different outcome 
And, and herbs, I guess, too. Herbs as well. Maybe sage. Maybe I'll change my mind. Sage. <laughs> sage, okay. Cold brew coffee. <laughs> I like it. Good choices. So what, uh, what is your least favorite style of beer? Roush beer. Hate smoked anything. Really? Oh. No, broke that, that Mark's, Mark's heart no, just broke a, wide open. I'm sorry. That, that is I, one I, of, I've, I've tried. I just can't. Like Tim would smoke the world. That's but, like, one of I the just, reasons why I love Blind Bat so much. Honestly. And I love Blind Bat. And I and let me say, all right, let me just say, I'll make an exception for Blind Bat because he makes special smoked beers. I love Paul. Paul. He's stuff. probably like my favorite. He was like my first like legit craft beer crush. Like you know, <laughs> I, 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 I swear. Like I, it was the Martha Clara Beer and Wine Festival. Yeah. He had just made his honey and basil ale. It yeah. was his wife, Regina, is amazing. She's an amazing organic you farmer. You wrote his name on your binder and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the picture of him, of course. Um, but, like, the, like Regina's this amazing farmer, and she had, had just added um, her fresh basil to the honey and basil. And it was like, oh, my God, you know. And, and, and I, I think I fangirled then. I still fangirl when I see him. It's, it's, it's you know, it's good. He's so sweet, though. So. For, the, for the record, Vlad the Inhaler is the best beer I've ever had. Yes. I haven't had that one. Amazing. <sighs> Amazing. I've I'm had his, yeah, amazing. I've had his Hell Smoke Porter, and I've perused his catalog, and seen that many of them include smoked malts. Yeah, he, yeah. he's very yeah. good with that. What did he have at the um, at the Nano Cascale that we drank? That was a collaboration with Bridge to Tunnel Brewery. Right. It was a. Uh, like, like, I think it was a Kolsch, right? No, no, it was, a, it Pilsner, was like a, Pilsner. a Belgian inspired yeah. blonde. That was pretty tasty, though. We yeah, enjoyed, we enjoyed nice. that. One. It was good. It was also the only beer there that was under like fourteen point nine percent alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> What beer don't you like? Uh, what else we got in the oh, six-pack? I, like, I don't like West Coast IPAs. I'm sorry. Sorry, California. That's okay. You're in good company. Yeah, yeah. It, none of us enjoy West Coast IPAs. All right, so number five. I don't like bourbon barrel beers. I don't like them either. We, we, oh, really? Oh, really? Wait, wait, Jay, Jay, come back to the mic here for a second. <laughs> we have to hate on you a little you bit don't, now. You don't like bourbon barrel beers? Not at all. What, what about it makes you go like, no, man, that's not cool. It's I'm just not. not a taste for me. I'll try them all. If somebody puts it in front of me, I won't say no. I'll drink it. It's just not for me. That's what about how, that's how we in are. general? With IPAs, at least. We'll drink anything. But bourbon in general, do you like bourbon, like in no. general? No? Okay. I'm a rum guy. Mm, me too. I'm kind of the same way. Like, if I wanted to drink bourbon, I'd just drink bourbon. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It's a beautiful marriage. That's fair. All right. So, uh, number five, where do you want to go on beercation? I can number, answer one the, yeah, number one choice for beer cation. I can Belgium? answer this for you. Lithuania. Lithuania. Oh, really? That's interesting. Why? I go to Lithuania because they have a real, really interesting brewing culture that's been going for... You, you have your, your, your Pilsner. And you sort of, I, I call Pilsner like an imperialistic style. It takes over fucking everything. Uh, they still have pockets of, of really strange, unboiled brew there. That's, okay. That's not your, your, your everyday sort of lagers, and it's very interesting. All right. How about you, Sarah? Uh, Belgium, 100%. Belgium? Like, nice. I just want to go there and have all of the Cantillon and other delicious, wonderful, ancient, wonderful beers. Yeah. <laughs> all the cool ships and all the good stuff. Belgium, too, of course. Yeah. Of course. Jay, pop your head, Jay, pop your head in here. What, what, what's your location? There's three places. First, definitely Portland out west. Okay. Okay. Have not tried anything from Oregon directly on tap. Right. Um, and then Belgium is definitely on that list. And what's number three? Everywhere else. Uh, <laughs> Everywhere. I like it. <laughs> been to North Carolina, South Carolina, been up to Maine, all throughout the state of New York, the state of Pennsylvania. Boulder, Colorado? Haven't been there yet. Okay. 
I would, I would say that's number three for you, though. There's too many breweries mm. per capita there. <laughs> there are a lot. That is one True thing is that I learned. Challenge accepted. I believe, the, I believe the number is something like 36. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I could say that if you guys want to go to Belgium, a, a cheap way to get to Belgium is to go to Philadelphia and visit uh, Monk's Cafe. They have a really, like, everywhere there, there's another place called Brew Craft and Worse, which our, brewers, our uh, listeners have heard me say a million times. They, they love their Belgian beer. And the way that you see IPAs up here, you see sours there, o- almost in all of the places. Monk's Cafe, they, they go so crazy, they have different temperatures for each of their taps. Wow. Yeah, they go berserk. Like, the, um, there's a Petrus barrel-aged... The, the, they have a whole book that teaches you about glassware and then tells you that if you steal the glassware, you can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be going there for sure. Road trip. Absolutely. All right. So finally, number six, what is the favorite name for a craft beer that you have seen? Be it punny or uh, double entendre or what have you. Favorite name. Yeah, it's a tough, tough question. There's a bunch that of them. Is, that is, that's a hard one. Uh, let me think. I got to think about that for a quick second. Which one? The dong. <laughs> that's pretty good too. That's not bad. That's a, that's a winner. Cat, yeah, Captain's Piss. Captain's Piss. I think that one was called. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's sort of unfair to look to our own to our own yeah. names for that, right? <laughs> Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, you know whatever. what? I'm going to say the dong, and that was what we used to pour at our, our homebrew things. It was this giant piece of driftwood that one of our old members, Brad Calls, used to bring. It was hysterical. <laughs> Did it resemble a penis? It was, it, was, yeah, it was about four and a half feet long. All was, yeah. It stood up way over the other tap handles. It was very entertaining. <laughs> That's amazing. He would also make suggestive faces and, and looks at the crowd while he was pouring it. It was amazing. <laughs> Sounds like I don't a good know, time. It's like a real James Lipton moment. I like that you have these closing questions. You know, it's like we're inside the actor's beer studio. <laughs> there you go. It's excellent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I sound so repetitive, and I'm probably going to look back on this and be like, why did you talk about coffee so much? But um, like Carton Brewing, like their regular coffee, I just thought that was so genius because like that's really a New Jersey thing, regular coffee, and it totally plays. Like that's a cream ale that he added coffee to, and it's just perfect. I haven't so, had that. Oh my god. It's, that, it's an, that sounds it, a cream, cream ale, ale that they added. Yeah, regular coffee it's called and um, yeah, it's it's a it's an imperial cream ale. It's 12%. Doesn't oh, wow. taste that way. It's an amazing beer. And it was very much an inspiration. And where is that from again? Carton. Carton, Carton Brewing in, in I'll have to, uh, yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that one out. But it was really clever though because like, you know, New Jerseyans, that's what they regular coffee, you know, like so. Yeah, oh, yeah you order regular coffee. That's sugar and cream. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. great. Yes, we know. So yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Uh, so to close everything out, is there anything that you guys would like to add? Anything you have coming up that might be replacing any of this? Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we have, um, as far as beers coming up. We have the, uh, the Heather, Heather Grudale collaboration coming up. We have a cool uh, name soon. I think, I think that's going to, I think that one's going to be a hit. That's going to, that's a weird freaking beer. And we have a, 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 sort of a, a better Guinness coming out for dry, for, for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Ooh, that's a the bold statement, better Guinness. Yeah, I know. I have to stand up to that one. And uh, uh, spring styles are starting soon, so we'll be doing loot again. We're going to be doing uh, uh, nice white IPAs with real wit beer yeast and a nice, nice juicy citrusy hops. Yeah. Um, and this crazy vanilla porter shit that we're brewing in a couple of days. Yeah, the, one totally that, the one that we weren't allowed to find out about. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, now, and you know, and I like I can drink a, a heavy vanilla porter in July and be the happiest can, person. Can I pry so. just a little bit? Yes. Are you guys planning on using the similar 
formula from like the robust porter that you worked on with the coffee, or, you, or is it a brand new recipe? Brand new recipe. It's going to be different, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to be similar, but different. Only because yeah. it's, I mean, it is sort of a similar style, but yeah, it's going right. to be. Right. Uh, I wasn't sure is, if you were going to work, you had a known quantity here, say, hey, let's build on that known quantity. You know, a lot of guys do that, and, and I'm not for it. I'm not going to disparage the guys who make the same IPA and then use different hops. And no, it's no. always the same percent as the same freaking base beer. Right. If it works for them, but no, like, we, we're, we're, we're going to, we're using. Coffee is a different recipe than what we're using now for, for this vanilla. Okay. This vanilla is going to be, it's, it's again, it's an adaptation of, uh, of Mike Stetson's homebrew recipe. Okay. We'll see how it comes out. Well, well yeah. I w- I'm going to stop by and see how, <laughs> how it came out. Yeah, and so, I mean, you know. I mean, be, that, yeah. that's also an important thing to sort of note here. Are you guys, you're, you're open now? Like, when is your grand opening? So, um, right now, our, our grand opening is scheduled for April 15th, so that's okay. going to be the day before Easter. Tax season. Um, tax Tim's throwing season. his yeah. hands up. Yeah. like He, he uh, thinks it might be April Something 15th. There, no, so. yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's slated for. I mean, we are going to be Is that even open. a weekend, Tim? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be open before then, but, you know, we're planning on having a big old grand opening with lots of um, tomfoolery and such <laughs> in, in that, because everyone will Sounds be like ready to time. get their taxes in, and then we'll do that. But, yeah, so we're going to be you know, we've been a little quiet on social media. That's you know, it's been kind of on purpose. We're we're gearing up. We have some really big announcements coming. The calm very before soon, the storm. So. We like exactly, it. yeah, and that's what we've been sort of doing and just getting all our ducks in a row, and then um, then it's going to be it's on real soon. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you guys very much for hosting us. Thank you. Uh, the beer has been great, awesome. and uh, I'm sure you're going to see a fair amount of the three of us in here along with our wives. <laughs> I hope so. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is yeah, this is this has been fantastic. I. I don't think there was anything that I tried that I wasn't, I didn't enjoy. It was really delicious stuff. Thank you so much oh, for I'm sharing so with glad, us. I'm so glad, guys. Thank Thanks you. for coming like down. It. This was great. Yeah, I, uh, I want to echo those statements, and uh, you'll definitely see a, b- a bunch of me and uh, probably my little regret running around. Fantastic. All right. Thanks a lot, forward. guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.